And we are back with another episode of the Brother and Sister Rewatch. I am Kevin, here alongside my sister and partner, Mare Bear. How you doing, Bear? What's up, everybody? So, this week we're back. We're doing episodes 19 and 20 of season 5 of The Office, Golden Ticket. And, and New Boss. New Boss. All right, that's it. So, we have a lot to talk about this week, I think. I At think least so. I have a few things. But before we get into this week's episodes, why don't you let everybody know, listening out there, what we covered last week. So last week, guys, we talked about Lecture Circuit, a part de, and that was the one where Michael had a complete and utter meltdown at the Nashua branch. Um, That's basically it, yeah. It. yeah and Kelly story. picked napping for her birthday party. <laughs> um, and then we discussed, let me just find it, Blood Drive, which was Valentine's Day at the office. Michael threw a singles-only party trying to figure out uh, who the mysterious glo- one-gloved woman at the Blood Drive bus was. Yeah, it's funny because we talked about OJ that episode, too. We did. <laughs> oh, the my one God. Glove. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Hey, Twitter world, it's yours truly. <laughs> It'll never not be hilarious. Right? We all forgot that he was up for double homicide. <laughs> we just moved on. If the glove does not fit, you must I'm, I'm a big fan of Oge. Don't get me wrong. Oge. Like, if I could go back and have any NFL throwback jersey, Buffalo Bills, OJ Simpson. They I, don't sell those anymore, do they? I think, well, no, I don't know. Because he was on the NFL uh, 100 team. The was he in the, is he in the NFL Hall of Fame? Yeah, they never kicked him out. He was in before the whole thing happened. <laughs> so, like, they, they didn't kick him out. But he was on the, the NFL 100-year team last hmm. year. You know what's funny? My one friend's fiancé is, like, a car guy. And he posted uh, the new 2021 Bronco. (laughs) And of course, it's a white Bronco that's (laughs) on the advertisement. And immediately (laughs) I was just like... What are photos by? That's all those? anybody thinks about. Is like, like the Bronco should just retire. retire. They should have retired that yeah. model because all anybody thinks about is double homicide. Seriously, <laughs> like how many bodies can I fit in the trunk? <laughs> but anyway, guys, yeah. we're opening up this episode. Oh, uh, last episode, uh, Phyllis and Bob got busy in a restaurant bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you missed on Glee. That's hey. all. So um, this week yeah. we're gonna start off with episode nineteen, Golden Ticket. Are you ready, or do you have anything else you want to talk about from last week? No, I think I'm good. All right, I'm going to take it away then. All right, do it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm do a it to it, Lars. Uh, do it to it, Lars. <laughs> All right, guys. So in our cold open, Michael is trying to get Pam's attention while she's on the phone with a client, trying to give out a fax number, and he's literally yelling random numbers at her. <sighs> and he basically is just annoying her so that he could tell her a bad knock-knock He's joke. like a living dad joke. Yeah. Like if one gained sentience, since he became Michael Scott. <laughs> oh, my God. But um, and it's something like butter this bun for me or something. It was stupid. Buddha. Buddha. Buddha this bun. Yeah, and he literally put a a stick of butter on her desk. <laughs> uh, so then Dwight is like, "Oh, Michael, knock knock," and uh, Michael goes, "Who there?" And as he's saying, "Who's there?" Dwight slaps him across the face and goes, "The KGB do not wait for anyone." <laughs> and Michael like freaks out. He's like, "What the fuck, Dwight? What the fuck?" Um. So then. Oh, I'm sorry. We've the last of questions. Mm. That's what Dwight's knock-knock joke was. Sorry, guys. And then Jim kind of lights up when he sees this. You see, like, he yeah. camera pans to him. So he goes, hey, Dwight, knock-knock. And uh, Michael's like, Dwight, answer the door. And he's like, no. And he goes, who's there? KGB. And he goes, I'm not answering the door. And he goes, My, or Dwight, open the door. Open the door. 
And Jim is like, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, slaps him in the face. And then he says, the KGB won't wait for no one. <laughs> and Dwight just goes, it's true. Famous GIF there. That one's it's all a over. very famous that one. That one's all over the Twitter. I just sent that in the family text today, actually. <laughs> yes, you did, yeah. But, uh, so anyway, that's cold open. Funny, funny little. It was good. It was entertaining seeing yeah. people getting slapped. Exactly. It very, it's always fun. Very reminiscent of the Three Stooges. <laughs> So now, uh, show proper, and uh, Michael arrives. He's in a top hat, a ver- a burgundy velvet tuxedo. Oh. Uh, he has a burgundy bow tie and a cane, and he says that he's... It's not a cane. It's an umbrella. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice Which that. Which I actually put in here. He looks more like the penguin, penguin than who he... Like the Burgess Meredith 60s penguin. He looks more like that than what he's trying to uh, imitate here. Oh, my God. You're right. But... <laughs> sidebar. I was playing Heads Up with our friends this weekend, and um, Scott was guessing, and it was... The penguin was the animal, and I went, let me show you my French flippa <laughs> trick. Wait, you can use words in that? It's not the charade? Yeah, I didn't do the act oh. of that. It was just the animals one. French flippa trick. <laughs> The greatest Christmas movie of all time. Amazing. Warms my heart. I love it. So anyway, Michael says that he is Willy Wonka, that he came up with a golden ticket promotional idea, and that it's his best idea ever. He slipped five pieces of golden paper into five different boxes, and um, it entitles the customer to 10% off the total order. And he's prancing around. Oh, he's acting like Gene Wilder. No, he's not. He's acting. I don't know what he's acting. He's acting like a like a lunatic. Well, no. Remember Gene Wilder? Like he did the, the, the flip. Roll. Yeah. But like Michael's like dancing and clicking his heels yeah. and like, dun, 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 dun. like spinning around and shit. He's like in, out of his mind. Yeah. It's entertaining, Who actually. Can make the sunrise. Cover it with goo. I did the bass. in chocolate in a miracle or two. The Candyman? The Candyman can Because he mixes, mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. Yeah, that song was good, man. We and, loved Willy Wonka's children. Oh, man. Like, and I was like, the thing is, I'm more of a sour or like a gummy mm-hmm. kind of candy fan. So like the whole chocolate thing never appealed to me. But like that whole scene in the candy shop with all those kids with their like oh Ringo Starr haircuts. Because no. it's, yes. so, it's so like early 70s and like mod squad shit yeah but like he's like riding fucking ladders around the yeah place. and he's throwing like gumdrops at kids and shit like yep, that it marshmallows is, everywhere it is magical because like we're not you know we're millennials yeah but we're not we're not like the young end of the spectrum yeah no and so like we grew up there was like a five and dime from us down yeah. the street and we go down there and like a dollar you, it was like you a, are king it was like a few episodes ago Michael yeah. Burlington, you're like, going to Burlington you walk in there with five dollars you're like Tony Montana yeah. you're, instead of coking from you it's sugar king. it's piles of sugar <laughs> and you're just like you know the saucers oh, oh the flying saucers yes. the taffy yep. the fucking the, the, we used to have cigarette candy man yep before before like you know people got all up in arms I go around it's pretending to stuff. smoke yep. I didn't want to smoke but I look fucking cool <laughs> doing it Smoking's not cool. We deter anybody who does it. Smoke. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, we're in the conference room, and Michael's trying to get some more good ideas from everybody. And Jim's like, well, we own our own trucks. Why don't we lease them on the weekend? And Michael's like, too many words. Don't want to hear it. Not a good idea. Golden ticket. That's what I want to hear. Two words. So um, then, like, we end that because nobody really has an idea. Andy doesn't get it. Yeah. He's just saying things with golden in it. Golden girls. He's wasting air time. You can tell he's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> so now we're back out, and uh, Kevin is asking Andy for relationship advice, which is a horrible, horrible idea. The worst person. 
Um, and Kevin's, like, confused. He's in the uh, kitchen, and Pam is like, well, why don't you just ask the girl out? Because Kevin's like, I just want to ask her to lunch today. And Jim's like, why don't you get an inside joke? You know, talk for a month or two, and then ask her out. Jim taking it at a glacial pace. Yo, oh my God. <laughs> As usual. And Pam's like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, Kevin, just ask her out. And Andy said to only give her backhanded compliments. Like, I like your dress, but I would like it better if you had prettier hair. <laughs> and Pam's like, that's psychotic. <laughs> so what? So hilarious. <laughs> It's so fucked up. It's great. It is so badly. Uh, and anybody, that is bad relationship advice. If you didn't already know, now you know. Well, you'd have to be like 11 to think it's good, <laughs> to well, be honest. I would hope we don't have 11-year-olds listening because we are quite explicit at times. Like Bob and Phil is getting some. Um, making That's whoopee. not on us. We, yeah, we didn't, it's not like we got yeah. graphic and described... You know, nope, we're not going to describe anything. Did I ever tell you? They but, made whoopee. You want to hear what a British guy would have said? Please. So, Okay, when I was a younger man, I was in the Boy Scouts. When I was about 11 or 12, and I went to my first summer camp, and there was an exchange scout, I guess they'd call him. Oh, my him. God. He was from Britain. He was like 18, and he was like a leader or whatever, and he was like doing stuff at the camp. And like we made fun of him at first because like, it was funny. He We had a, aluminum rowboats. But they don't say aluminum over in Britain. Aluminum. Al- um, aluminium. 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 And we're like, oh, dude, never heard that before. That's huh. weird. Yeah. But he's just like, oh, that's my accent. And he's like, you know, you got these American girls over here. It's like stucking up, stuffing a marshmallow into a piggy bank. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't expect that, did oh you? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it kind of blindsided a little me, too. To Holy be shit. <laughs> stuffing a marshmallow into a piggy bank. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, I, I took your breath away. For yes. A anyway, I, so let's get, on, wow. let's get on with the show, I guess. Um. So anyway, Jim is on the phone with his client, and they found a golden ticket. Yes. So he tells Michael, and Michael's really excited, and he comes out, and he's singing weird fucking songs. Rolling on the floor. Yeah, and he's like, was it a little boy with a cowboy obsession, <laughs> or a little girl with big lips? It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> And uh, Jim's like, actually, it's Blue Cross of Pennsylvania. And he goes, Their biggest account. He goes, that's our biggest account. And he like prances and dances and skips over to Oscar. And he's like, what's 10% of their... And he goes, well, that's our biggest client. We're going to get a big hit. And then Jim goes, what's that, Tom? You found five golden tickets? <laughs> Does it say limit one per co- Nope, it doesn't. Okay. It's like a cartoon. Like, there's, like, atomic bombs that go off in Mike's eyes. Right. <laughs> like, oh, He's oh, like, God. oh, no. So he goes down to yell at Derek. Daryl. Derek. And he goes, hey, idiot. And he goes, start over. <laughs> hey, idiot. Was and Daryl's just like, start over? Yep. Okay. And he's still dressed in the bizarre costume, yep. too. And he goes, Blue Cross Blue Shield got five tickets. I put those in five different boxes. Blah, blah, blah. And Daryl's like... Were they close together? And Michael goes, irrelevant. He goes, Blue Cross gets three pallets of paper a week. That is so much that's a lot paper. Of, that's a lot, yeah. So much paper. Many reams. Yes. And Michael asks what a pallet is. <laughs> yep. He's running the operation. Oh, my God. So Michael's back up um, in the office, and he, you now see him... Get out of his costume. He's in like a... You know the t-shirt he's wearing? Pioneers. Is that Carbondale? No. Pioneers were the arena football team that played in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. Oh, you mean for like a month? No, no. They were here for a few years. They're, really? They are now defunct. Yeah, because I actually went to a few of their games. Huh. It was the... Because uh, 
you know, Scranton Wilkesbury has an arena, the area. They do. And that's where the baby Pittsburgh Penguins play, the, yes. ho- the AHL hockey team. We also had an arena team, arena football team that played there for a few years, the Pioneers. Huh. And just happened to overlap with the office because that's the shirt he's that wearing. That is so weird. Yeah. Cool, cool tidbit. Nugget. Though. Cool tidbit, though, guys. So uh, Michael is now pretending it was never his idea. And he is avoiding David Wallace's calls. He throws the costume into a dumpster. Dumpster. <laughs> so that nobody can find the yeah. evidence. And yeah. uh, he gave Pam a list of excuses to give David Wallace if he's trying to avoid the call. She's saving trapped in an oil painting for later. <laughs> which I love that one. that's like a genuine one for him. <laughs> it's like something out of the Twilight Zone. So now we're back in the conference room and Michael's looking for golden ideas, golden ticket ideas to get them out of this mess. And he's like, they can't fire us all. And Oscar's like, what do you think shutting down a branch means, Michael? <laughs> so Jim is like pissed. He's like, I lost a lot of money and I have a mortgage. And Michael goes, it's not my fault you bought a house to impress Pam. <laughs> <laughs> that's why carnations exist. And Creed just weirdly, that's not why. Yeah, and he's leering <laughs> like, in the back of the room he like He knows staring. why carnations exist. <laughs> So now Michael is like, I need a new idea to clean up this mess. And Stanley says, go to the roof and jump off. <laughs> Whoa. Which is funny. After the whole suicide episode, right? he still goes to that well. Wow. So now David Wallace is calling again. And he's like, Michael, what the hell is happening up there? Which is really reminiscent. When I worked in the call center, uh, one of our managers who handled our client was down in Texas. He had a very thick Texas accent. <laughs> and he called the one time, it, it, like, we just got a new client. We were not prepared for the volume at all. And we were, like, 500 calls in queue. Like, ridiculous, ridiculous shit. He called and he said to the manager at the time, he goes, What the hell's going on up there? <laughs> and it was just... And, and we then, still talk about it, that and manager then he, and I. He got into his convertible with giant longhorns right. on the fucking hood. Yeah. No, his truck. Oh, yeah. He had trucks. F1, they all have F 150s. F 1230s. With like five tires on it. And smokestacks like yep. the Titanic. Absolutely. <laughs> he's like, Larry, what the hell's going on up there? <laughs> That's David Wallace in this moment. Yes, exactly. Which also, Michael tries to derail him immediately by talking about his colonoscopy. Yes. <laughs> His large colon. Oh, my God. And Dwight, or I'm sorry, David's like, why did you approve this? And he's like, well, I think we've hired an outside firm. And he goes, what firm? And he goes, it was an internal consultant. <laughs> so then David's like, was it sales? Yes. Was it Jim? No, he doesn't throw Jim under the no, bus. He doesn't. And he goes, was it Dwight? And Michael blames Dwight. Yeah. So now Michael brings Dwight into his office and he's basically like, listen, like you need to take the blame for me because this was your idea. It was a great idea. I have it in my diary that uh, you're the one who came up with this idea. And Dwight's like, you don't keep a diary. So he goes out and gets his diary, which he keeps to keep secrets from his computer. And um, we find out that not only is Blue Cross of Pennsylvania getting 10% off their order, they're getting it for a year. Yeah. 50% off their order for a year. <laughs> wow. So now Dwight's like, listen, I was not allowed candy as a child, so a movie that fetishized it, <laughs> like Willy Wonka, does not even make sense. I wouldn't make sense of it. And I did. I wasn't allowed to watch movies either. <laughs> I think he said we didn't watch movies, <clears throat> kind of implying that they didn't even have a television. Yeah, <laughs> like nobody was allowed it. Yeah. So then Michael invites Dwight to lunch, which Dwight, of course, gets so excited about. Mm-hmm. So now Jim, Kevin, and Dwight, uh, Pam... 
He's asking Jim and Pam for dating advice again. And Jim is like, don't touch her. And Pam's like, well, no, a playful touch on the arm or back can be, like, flirty. And Andy says, don't touch or talk to her. <laughs> or talk to her. Just or sit talk there and to her. stare at her. Yes. And, and, like... You know that's how him and Angela got along. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> In the quiet. It's kind of like Bruce Wayne and Vicki Vale's first date with the table. <laughs> oh, my God. But you have to rem- I mean, think about it. We saw at dinner party Angela and Andy out together. Yeah. They didn't they talk to each other. they were talking, and she slammed an ice cream cone into his car door. Because <laughs> he licked it. Because he licked her, her ice cream cone. Not a euphemism for anything, guys. So then... Uh, Michael and Dwight are taught are walking like what looks to be behind the building. Yeah, like, like by all the dumpsters. Dwight's kicking garbage. <laughs> Playfully, it, it looks really weird. And he's like, you know, Dwight, we we think things. Uh, I think we think the same things a lot, and that's what made you confused <laughs> about me coming up with this idea. So he tries. Dwight tries to get him to guess what he's thinking of right now. Michael guesses nachos, and Dwight is thinking about how the skin is the largest organ on the body. So close. <laughs> so now Michael asks Dwight to basically fall on his sword for him. Yes. And Dwight says, "I have fallen on my sword. I was running with it in my belt. I won't make that mistake again." <laughs> like this man's life. I is love so it. It's odd. so interesting and eccentric. So um, Michael again tries to convince Dwight. That he doesn't want the job. He wants to go out and plow his own field and not wear a shirt. And um, Be a man. Yeah. And Dwight asks him about Shoe La La, which is <laughs> Michael's idea for a men's shoe store for special occasions in a man's life. But it's not ready yet. Such a so he still needs name. Dunder Mifflin. Dunder Mifflin. Shoe La Da. Shoe, shoe, shoe La La. la. Which there's actually a store in the Steamtown Mall called La Da. Is it? Yeah. It's a weird little, like, it looks like it would be a child store, but it has, like, purses in it. Oh, so it's, like, women's fashion? Yeah. Well, if you want to call what they do fashion. Well, I don't know. I, I don't even know if it's still around. Term. That's just the blanket term. Yeah. Like, you just, what do you mean, if they're still around? You just said, in the Steamtown Mall. It was in the Steamtown uh-huh. Mall. Nobody goes there anymore, so no. It's kind of like the old like if a tree falls in the forest, does anybody hear it? You know, does it make a sound? Well, it's like you go there for the aquarium, the dentist appointment, a college course. <laughs> it's that's what the takes. Gym. O- that's what the it's, mall is. It's now. not a traditional ma- mall now. They have like a it's fruit the market. marketplace now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, um, so Michael announces that Dwight is his best friend. And he's basically just doing it to butter him up. Yeah. Like, he d- announces it in front of the whole office, and Dwight's like, oh, we are best friends. So Jim tries to tell Dwight, like, listen, do not take the blame for this. Yeah. He needs to do it. David Wallace arrives. Michael calls Dwight in, and he's like, are you going to take the fall? Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? So panicked and hurried. He is. So he apologizes because Blue Cross, or I'm sorry, David Wallace comes in, and he's like, you know what, Dwight? I need to apologize to you because Blue Cross has made Dunder Mifflin their exclusive office supply supplier. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be huge business for them because they were so excited about the discount. And um, Dwight takes it, man. Yeah, he takes credit like Mike wanted him to. Yeah, he does exactly what he was asked. Now Michael wants the credit. Well, I love that everybody goes along with it, though. Oh, And they yeah. all rub Michael's nose in it. Yeah. Because as it should be, like and, Dwight, and fucking Pam hugs Dwight. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for saving our company, Dwight. <laughs> and Michael's like trying to trip Dwight up, like, "Oh, how did you come up with it?" And Jim is like, "Oh, I made fun of you when you uh, wore that outfit in here to, <laughs> to pitch the idea, but 
I'm eating crow now, <laughs> or, you know, this is the biggest Wonka fan ever. Yeah, <laughs> he does no idea about the yep. movies. And uh, Dwight, at, or I'm sorry, David Wallace asked Pam to set up a meeting with marketing team, and uh, he tells Michael, like, you're too busy, I don't want to bring you into another meeting to join it. So, and Jim goes, Wonka fans only, Michael. <laughs> Michael's never seen the movie. Like, just laying it on thick. So now Michael is... At, at one point, doesn't Dwight say that's what she said? Oh, and, my gosh. And yes, Wallace is like, oh, Michael, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wallace loves it. So now Michael is pissed. And in the meeting with Dwight, he um, like Dwight's like introducing himself to the marketing team. And you just hear... <sighs> panting. And they ask, is there a dog on the other line? <laughs> There's just heavy panting going on. And... um. Dwight's like, listen, I loved Wonka. I would watch Willy Wonka all the time. Dwight or Michael runs in and he's like, there's no movie called Willy Wonka. It's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You've never seen it. You're, this is not your idea. David Wallace ends the call and um, basically Michael just explains like, I was having Dwight take the call because I thought you were mad, but now I want the credit and I don't want any of... The blame. The blame. Yes. I want the credit, but yeah. none of the blame. So then they go back and forth, and Michael's like, I have tons of good ideas. Toilet buddy, a circular net that goes into the toilet <laughs> and catches all the things that fall out of your pocket. Um, and then they go back and forth, and Dwight's like, I came up with horse boat. Uh, a canoe okay. around your horse so you can go from water to land <laughs> easily. Toilet sponge. David Wallace is now just pissed. A women's urinal is shouted out by yes. somebody at once. Lots point. of toilet ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, and David Wallace just leaves. Yeah, he's, he's like, just I'm like, done with this. I'm done. Because Dwight finally gives Michael, he says, Michael, it's his job, or his idea. And Michael slams the desk. We get another famous gif, the thank you. Yeah. You know, oh, well, one. he's like, well, Michael threatened me by threat of death if I didn't take the blame for him. And Michael's like, thank you. <laughs> so now, Kevin, ask Lynn. We find out that larger woman from the mixer, her name is Lynn. Yes. And um, he's just like... You have the best smile. And I just get really nervous. And she's like, I'd love to go to lunch. And he goes, boobs. <laughs> and he gets so nervous. But she smiles at yeah. him. She says publicly. She's kind of like Phyllis. Yeah. It's my jugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was my best feature? Probably my jugs. <laughs> so now Dwight um, tries to get Jim with the KGB knock-knock joke again. And Jim is like, oh, I'm not, gotta go to work. Don't have time. Brush my teeth. And he just puts them off and puts them off. Till Dwight reschedules yeah, the knock-knock joke. He reschedules the joke for 6.15. Oh, God. And that's how we end it. Yes. Uh, now, I really laughed pretty dang hard at this one. I did in spots. Okay. What do, what's your grade? I gave it a 4.3. Okay, I gave it a 3.5. Okay. 3.5. Uh, what made it that way for you? Okay, I uh, one I loved David Wallace. Wallace is all Wallace is like the He's straight the man straight par man. excellence. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Um, I loved Michael rolling around on the floor, just being fucking absurd yeah. as Willy Wonka. Um, like the way he was like, like. I'm trying to describe the way he put these papers into the boxes. Well, he's prancing, doing spin pirouettes from and one he, palette to the other. He was using the umbrella like a cane, like yeah. how I play with my umbrella. <laughs> like he's like Gene Kelly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I just, honestly, what brought it down for me was Spiteful Andy. Uh, actually, yeah, okay, so there's a few things that brought it down for me. So 3-5, it's still not a bad score. Yeah, still a great score. I'm okay score. with it. But 
the I feel like the Jim Pam Andy thing was a waste. Like it, Kevin just asked her. <laughs> like he did, but it was from the beginning. He was like, I I want to ask. Like he asked he says he's a advice. classic overthinker and everything. <laughs> I get that, but like I don't know. Like I feel like there was like really not a payoff to it because he just asked her out and said boobs. Yeah, you know and. Like yeah. I don't like Jim and Pam didn't even care in the end. Andy was the only one watching from the window. Yeah. While he was in the parking lot, like it's just like okay, I felt like that was just filler because Jim and Pam really didn't do anything else this episode, so that was their con- contribution. Pam didn't. And Jim was pretty funny. The Willy Wonka shit was great. Yeah. At the beginning of this episode, this is one of those episodes that built up and lost a little steam because it turned into a rehash of an episode that we did, I think, in season two, the drug testing. Uh, where he tries to get Dwight, he, where to, Michael tries to, because Michael fucked up or thinks he fucked up, and he tries to get Dwight to quote unquote, and he says it in this episode, fall on his sword for yeah. him. It was it, like that was uh, when it got to the point where Michael called Dwight into the office to get him to take the blame. I was like, seen this episode before, and then he takes him out and talks to him. It was almost like a rehash of that episode. Okay, I can and, see what you're talking. Yeah, about so there. I took I, I, it. It didn't feel like new in any way. It yeah, felt it like didn't it was feel a, original. It felt like microwaved leftovers in a way. Okay, I but, could understand. But Wallace was awesome. Wallace is always good. When he just gets up, he goes, Pam, I don't need those notes. Yeah, do not send me those notes. I'm going back to New York and just <laughs> leave. And that's it. So, um, like, overall, still a better than average uh, episode, yeah. 3.5. I'm happy with it. It was, it like, Michael has, I almost wish he was Willy Wonka the whole episode. Yeah, that <laughs> was pretty cool. He was so was fucking hilarious. Is it a, a boy who's obsessed with cowboys? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but and, and calling Daryl idiot. <laughs> hey, idiot! Start I, I don't, over. I don't know why that was great, but overall, it's a good episode. Um, it's because Michael had big balls and he got shut down real quick. And since we're on the top of a topic of big balls, oh next episode he's putting them on the table. Yes, he is. Am I wrong? Am I wrong, dude? You are not wrong, dude. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. So we will have Kevin rehashing episode twenty, new boss, right after this. Do 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 and we are back. Woo! And we're gonna be talking about season five, episode twenty of The Office, New Boss. Yeah. But you know, new boss, same as the old boss. You're the big boss bitch. <laughs> so uh do you want hey. do you wanna tell everybody, uh put us over, Mayor Bear. Hey guys, make sure you reach out to us if you're new around here, you're listening to us on uh Jenny's feed. The Jenny position. The Jenny position. I wonder if that's the position that Bob and Phyllis used last week. Oh, sorry, Jenny. <laughs> that was gross. But um, so you can hit us up. We always love to interact with everybody on Twitter. We are at Brosis Podcast. We post our favorite screen grabs from each week. Uh, we love to interact with fans. Kevin was talking about XFL when that was a thing. No longer. Uh, we do like uh, sometimes every now and again uh, some WWE stuff. Maybe we'll post the Vince McMahon thing that I was talking about last week. So that was really fun. Stand back. It's good shit. It's good shit. That's big dick energy. Uh, but anyway, guys, hit us up on Twitter at Brosis Podcast. Or you can email us if you don't tweet at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. You got the long form over there and we'll read it live on the air. Yeah, we'd we really be happy to. to read it live and answer you in real time on the show. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. So... Um, like Mary said, we're on the Ginny position now, and you know, just go. If you're not listening to us on that feed, and you're listening to us on ours, go there, check out Freak Out Drive In, Talk and Pop. 
Geek and sassy. Uh, geek and sassy is good stuff. Uh, the Journey Through Infinity, which I'm sure Mary has a comic book nerd and whatnot. <laughs> so there's a lots of good, good stuff going on over there, and we really appreciate being on there. So if you're not listen, listening to us on the Ginny position, go there now, subscribe, and give them... Give them some likes, give yeah. them some follows, give them some listens. Good stuff over there, Because we man. love the support and listens. That so. was so Hulk Hogan, man. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene, dude. I'm sitting here right now. Let me tell you, the only thing that's coming up towards me, bro, coronavirus, COVID-19. Well, let me tell you about the 24-inch pythons, dude. Because 24-inch is greater than 19, dude. Ew. No, the, that's what he... No, arms. I know, I know. No, man. You're thinking of the Hulk Hogan uh, sex tape. No, I did not watch the Hulk Hogan sex tape. Oh, no, I'm saying you're tape. thinking of it. I don't want to think about him <laughs> doing a sex tape. The best part is when he goes, I feel like a pig. Oh, my God. <laughs> dude, anyway. I ate too much, New dude. boss. Okay. Season 5, episode 20. <laughs> new boss. Here on the Brother Sister Rewatch. Are you ready? Oh, here. What are you going to do, dude? <laughs> okay, I, I thought you were going to go the NPR route, and now everybody's eardrums just burst. Sorry, everybody. We're going to talk about uh, New Boss Now, Season 5, Episode 20. Idris Elba enters the office. Idris Elba, who today, date of recording, yes. tested positive for COVID-19. Aww, poor oh, Himdall. He'll survive. Um, him, wait, Himdall? Himdall. He's a character in Thor. Okay, so I don't do the con- as we know. I don't. Speaking of, there is only one comic book movie. Hey, I Patrick, do, your genius is showing. I do the Batman stuff, <laughs> but the only other comic book movie that I've seen are the Ghost Rider movies. Oh my god! And they're not because it's the comic book; it's because Nick fucking Cage. Nick Cage. But Idris Elba is his sidekick in the second Ghost Rider movie. Did you know that? No. He plays like this French guy. Huh. And uh, there's also a monk played by Christopher Lambert, you a- know what? aka should, the Highlander. If you were, st- if we are still being quarantined at the date of this release, we're not quarantined now. Don't tell me. Oh people. no. Like, Sorry, <laughs> you're still practicing social distance or whatever. <laughs> That's it. At yes. the date of this release, no one has been quarantined. We're all right. I swear. <laughs> Please do yourself a favor and have a Nick Cage marathon. Oh God, Wicker Man will bring you hours of entertainment. Wicker Man, fucking Mandy is one of the greatest. Oh my God! Did you see Mandy? Con Air. Did you no, see? I've never seen Mandy. Mandy is an experience. It is like it is art art house film mixed with psychedelics, mixed with like one of those revenge movies where a guy goes on a rampage and just starts killing everyone who wronged him. Huh. Except it's it's aliens and it's like a fucking cult and it's brutal. It's disgusting. It's bloody. <laughs> it's Nick Cage all cooked up on alien drugs. It is. Fucking beautiful. The huh. movie is actually beautiful to watch. It's, All right. But it, I could talk. Oh, there is right. actually a podcast um, that we are uh, on with Twitter. There uh, we follow that. We're mutuals. Mm-hmm. The Cage Cast, Kissed really? by Cage. Have you noticed? We there's a lot of stuff that they that they post that I you know, I share sometimes and that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they talk exclusively about Nick Cage films. That's amazing. So I just want to give a shout, shout out. Shout out to, to the Cage Cast. Yeah. Listen to it. It's good Kissed shit. Kissed by Cage. That's amazing. <laughs> All I think of is, you do the hokey pokey! <laughs> Fucking love Nick Cage. Okay. But anyway, we gotta get to this episode. Yes. Cold open. Dwight, Pam, and Michael are planning Mike's 15th anniversary party in the conference room. Yes, they are. Dwight, I want to start with a 15-minute standing ovation and applause, followed by a 15-minute <laughs> moment of silence. And from the corner of the room, the camera pans out and we see Jim. With his foot up, and he's like in the thinker pose. Yes. Wearing a tuxedo, very Bond-esque. Yeah, he's looking sharp as fuck, John Krasinski. He says, is it classy? 
<laughs> and if we get a talking head of Jim where he says that Dwight last week sent out a memo about the dress code. That singles him out. Yeah, and he is wearing the tuxedo today just to mock him, essentially. So Michael is taking his cues from Jim, essentially. Because everything, everything that fucking Dwight says, Jim is like, mm, and yeah. Michael's like, I don't know if it's classy, Dwight. Like, even when Dwight's like, we're going to have a four-string quartet playing classical music. Oh, well, I like how he said, classy, Cole. <laughs> yeah, he's so great. And then Jim says, we need something classy, like Mr. Peanut. Oh, no. And, of course, Dwight's like, he just has a monocle and a top hat. Mr. Peanut is not classy. So Jim basically uses Dwight I- Dwight's idea, and Michael loves it and buys it just because Dwight, uh, Jim is saying it in his tuxedo. Yep. So the, pro- the show proper opens, and a man enters the office, and it's the aforementioned Idris Elba. Yes. And he introduces himself to Pam as Charles Minor, and he's there to meet Michael. Uh, Michael comes out, he, he introduces himself as the new VP of the Northeast region. Mm-hmm. And so Michael has everyone go to the break room. And Mike stops, or uh, Jim stops Mike, he says, he's kind of upset, he's like, why didn't you tell me the new VP was coming yeah. I would have brought a change of clothes or something like that. And Mike's like, well, I didn't want you to be nervous in front of the new boss. You and, look great. Yeah, Fine. And of course Jim is just like, he knows he looks like an asshole. So, in the break room, everybody's crammed in, standing, and Dwight is regaling (laughs) Charles Minor with the history of Scranton as a coal mining hub. Oh my god, Uh, this poor guy. So, Mike comes and gets them. And they're so close. Yeah, everybody's like on top of each other. Mike comes back, he's like, follow me! And he throws his arm up and nails it off the door frame. He's like, ah! (laughs) Which I'm like, I could see myself doing that. Uh, Our brother once concussed himself. Yes, he did! Lest we forget, jumping through a doorway. (laughs) Skipping, I believe. Skipping, yeah, like an asshole. Um, (laughs) So Mike takes them back to the conference room for bagels and locks. And he cut all of the bagels into C's for Charles. And apparently that's how he spent his night. Took them all night. Yeah, (laughs) so stupid. So... Michael does a talking head where he says he's excited because, you know, he's, um, Charles is taking Jan and Ryan's spot. Yes. His, his ex-lover and his best friend. So, yep. like, the future, you know, it could Future's be bright. bright. Yeah, yeah, let's see where, where this goes. So, we see Angela, Kelly, and Meredith out in the office going gaga over Charles mm-hmm. Minor. Wait, I did forget to say my favorite line. Go ahead, please. When Pam called Michael and she's like... Michael, I have a Charles Minor out here. And Michael goes, Minor? I hardly know her. <laughs> and then there's just there's just silence for like seven seconds. Yeah, she's like, are you coming out here or not? Yeah, he's like, all right. <laughs> so the women are going gaga over him. Jim introduces himself to Charles and he explains like the joke. Yep. But he does it in a way that it's not, you know, once you explain it the joke. It makes him it's sound not, douchey. Yeah, it makes him sound like an asshole yeah like he is pretty much uh charles is not impressed by jim no obviously and jim's actually embarrassed for once yeah and pam kind of grabs his arm and takes him away yeah she's like they're there (laughs) he's had enough so (laughs) mike is um calls uh, counting up and to introduce them to charles one by one and he goes goes something like this oscar is latino he just had his heart broken by gill He's, he's gay. He's gay. <laughs> and then Angela, who slept with a bunch of guys in the office. And Already. He, he points out Andy, who's stuffing a bagel into his face. Andy just goes, hey! I'm like, what up? <laughs> so they're like, Charles is like really uncomfortable. He's like, I don't need to know everybody's sexual history, Mike. <laughs> and that's he goes, oh, good thing yes, because here's a guy with no sexual history, Kevin Malone. <laughs> Kevin's just like, Michael. Michael, why would you say that? So... Charles just says, "Yeah, I'm gonna introduce. I'm gonna talk to everybody all at once." 
and he explains that it's tough economic times, and he, you know, <laughs> he basically gives them the hard news because he finds out that Michael, who was supposed to do it earlier in the week, didn't do it. Nope. So he says, no one, no, no more four hundred one k matching. Uh, you have to get overtime cleared through corporate. Uh, there's a freeze on discretionary spending. And my, Michael just didn't tell anybody. Nope. And so everybody's kind of like, oh, shit. 401k matches. That's big. That's huge. And uh, so Charles just says, I'm going to set up in the conference room. I'm going to be here all day. Yeah. And Michael's like, thought he was going to just come in, do a meet and greet and leave. So he's kind of like, oh, fuck this guy. <clears throat> so immediately Michael goes to the phone with Wallace and says, it was my understanding I wouldn't be managed. And, <laughs> and Wallace says, well, why do you think that? It was my understanding. <laughs> He goes, I think I thrive with with a lack of accountability. Oh, my God. If it's not the truth, though. <laughs> it is because the office has been the only good uh, branch, you know, pretty much. And, I mean, Jan was ineffective. Ryan was Ryan, shit. Ryan was, a, Ryan was a drug addict. Yeah. So Wallace tells him to, like, work with Charles. You got you, know, you got to work with him. Mm-hmm. And he, Michael invites David to his party and... Asks about hiring Cirque du Soleil performers as, as salary employees. If it will help at tax season oh at the God. end of the year. And Wallace is just silent. And he's like, oh, I think we lost him. No. no I'm still here. <laughs> he's just processing the information. So Michael um, tries bonding with Charles. Mm-hmm. And he finds out that he worked at a steel company. And he's like disconcerted because he doesn't think, oh, you don't know the paper biz. Yeah, he's thing. like, you're not from, from paper? You don't understand paper, man. So Charles, you can tell he's like exhausted by Michael. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, wearing on Oh, him. you mean, like, how a normal person would be? Exactly. Yeah. He's very just, Charles like... Charles Minor is probably the most realistic person in this show. He's very short with Michael. Yes. And Jan... Michael explains that Jan would only stop by when she was very horny, and Ryan <laughs> to see his parents or do his laundry. So, like, I... <laughs> it's fucking phenomenal shit. Um, that is such a millennial thing, though. It is. He's like, "Hey, mom and dad. Hey, you got <laughs> yeah, this- I live in New York. Yeah, I'm on coke. Yeah, I'm a CEO. I'm the young CEO in business. Separate the whites and colors. You got those. You got those Totinos pizza rolls, right? Yeah, the bagel bites. Bagel. When pizza's on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. anytime. Great shit. So Miner says that he's doing things differently. This is how Wallace wants it. Mm-hmm. And Michael, like I said, he's just kind of disconcerted about it all. So Michael again calls David Wallace. We get phone tag again. And uh, the uh, secretary, Stephanie is her name, Stephanie, the receptionist, yes. says that you know he's busy right now. So Michael says, tell him to call me ASAP as soon as possible. <laughs> uh, Dwight, call, <laughs> Dwight calls in, and he starts off charming with the receptionist, yeah. and then turns into a ransom call. He's like, I have David Wallace's son in my trunk. And he calls himself Michael Scotch. Yes, Michael Scotch. <laughs> So then, like, he, Michael hangs up and calls back and apologizes. He said that my, he just talked to Michael Scott. And everything's fine. Everything's fine. There's no ransom or anything like that. God. Uh, so she patches him through to Charles, mm-hmm. who's like, who is this? And uh, Michael just, like, hangs up. He doesn't want to talk to Charles. And Charles, meanwhile, is standing out with accounting. Yeah, he's, like, talking to Angela and Oscar. Now, so, yeah. Jim is at his desk, working for once. Yo, this <laughs> what? God, no, 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 go ahead. What? No, I just giggled so hard at this. Because he's like working and he t- looks over he his shoulder. Yawns. Oh, he yawns. And Charles is like in the conference room watching him. Watching him like a hawk. So Jim goes back to work. He looks up again. Charles got the blinds yeah. open. He's like staring at him like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and Jim is just like really uncomfortable. But then they show Dwight and Dwight smiles. Like, yep. yeah, Jim's finally getting the, you know, getting the... 
Yeah, nah, he doesn't think he's cute and charming, does yeah, he? He's getting it now, the bitch. So lunch arrives. A bunch of guys come in with like sandwiches and shit. And it's on Charles. So everyone thanks him. But Michael uh, is just like, yeah, this is hypocritical. What did you say? Hippa- no. oh, hypercritical of you. Instead of hypocritical. Yeah. Because hypercritical this is hypercritical of you. of you to say we can't have parties. And then you go and buy lunch for everybody. Yeah. And fucking Minor just tells him, like, you know, I'm sure there's some bagels left over if you want something. He gets, like, passive-aggressive yeah, with Michael. So Michael, again, goes back to the phone, and there's still no David Wallace. He can't get through to him. My lack of David Wallace in this episode made me very upset. <laughs> well, he, we get a little dose. And Kelly Kelly wants to seduce Charles. Angela, like, says, who wants to see that? And then gives him a flirty smile. Like, they're both into him. They're oh, into yeah. Him. Kevin... It needs to fix a calendar, however. He used the wrong month for <laughs> yeah. taxes. Was it? I forget what I, it was. Billing or something like that. So he wants to come in on the weekend f- to fix it. And Mike wants to give him OT for it. Yeah. And Charles is like, no. You, like We talked about mandatory. Like, you have to go through yeah. the corporate and that. And they get into this thing where Michael basically just starts repeating everything he says. It's like Pee Wee and Francis. You know, like, <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? I know I you are, but what am I? And Pam does a talking head. She goes... The more infantile the comedy routine that Michael does, the more upset he is. Yeah. And he skipped the Ace Ventura talking butt, which means that he is really upset. <laughs> he never skips that. <laughs> so, Jesus. Everyone gets upset with Michael, and he ends up apologizing. And then he says, PPC meeting in the conference room. So we see Mike, Dwight, Jim, and Pam mm-hmm. in the office, and they're talking about the party again. And Pam has this like bizarre idea. Like a Russian... Wait, did you notice... Who Charles Minor uh, it's, it's coming up. Okay. So Pam is describing like this insane Russian nesting doll stripper cake where <laughs> bigger strippers come out and then they are holding a cake and a smaller stripper just keeps coming out. <laughs> and Michael is just like, oh my God, this is so Amazing. great. Amazing. Yeah, strippers and cake. Uh, then we see Charles talking to Phyllis out in the office. He says, what is PPC? And she said, they, that's the party planning committee. They spend hours planning parties. <laughs> She's still hurt about Oh, the... she's just a little raw there. Yeah. So Charles busts in. He tries to shut it down. Michael throws Jim under the bus for his great ideas, to which Charles reads off Jim's idea of a two-way petting zoo. And Jim says, "It's uh, they pet, you pet the animals, they pet you back. Like, he's already ashamed <laughs> yeah, of it. He is so in over his head in this shit. It's great. And... Um, it's basically another strike for Jim. Yeah. And Charles tells them all to leave except for Michael. He tells Michael, I'm dissolving this committee. It's mm-hmm. over. And Michael gets pissed off and he storms to his office. He says, I'm going to New York City to talk to Wallace. Do you even know how paper is made? <laughs> and he gets all teary-eyed. And it's he's, not like metal. You can't throw it in the furnace. That ruins it. <laughs> and like he's all, he's like crying and he throws a chair. Yeah. Like, oh, he's having... Well, it's like, does he love... Is his loyalty to Dunder Mifflin or is it to paper? Or is it just to being treated well? Respected. Respected. Yeah. And so, like, Michael leaves. Minor goes back into the conference room and he's doing work. And Jim comes in. And he tries to do a whole, like, oh, we got off on the wrong foot. Yeah. And let me tell you, I'm a good worker. I work hard. I do, you know, I do everything good. I'm the great number two for this this branch. And Minor's like, I didn't know that, that was a position. He goes, well, I'm assistant regional manager. You know, it, it was made up until I got it because they gave it to Michael Dwight. Michael gave it to me. He gave it to Dwight. He was assistant to the regional manager. Yeah. But, and he does say, Michael gave it to, well, 
blah 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 and jim, so michael gave it to me but jim in reality yes when the branches merged and jim was in stanford yes jan said you're the number two of the office continuity error there yes i'd say so like basically miners like so you have a made-up position mm-hmm. and you don't have any particular duties that you perform as that you know in that role which so, I mean, he does, and he obviously had a pay bump for he it. He was he was there for uh, the fight, the duel. He was yeah, in charge. Yeah, he's he's second in command. Yeah. So like, <clears throat> again, he puts his tail between his legs and leaves. Yeah. And it's still in his tuxedo. Yep. So Michael gets to New York, storms into the office, and finds Wallace coming out of the men's room yeah. and says, "Is this where you've been all day? And you're meeting in all this day? Meeting? Yeah." <laughs> And Wallace turns, he sees the camera. He's like, oh, like he didn't expect to see the camera. But my the bathroom door says gentlemen. It doesn't oh, yeah. say men. It says oh, gentlemen. It's very classy. Yes. <laughs> very classy. Very classic. So, um, classy Cal music. <laughs> that is really underrated. <laughs> so Char, um, Michael takes goes into Wallace's office with him. He starts like venting. Yeah. Kind of like how I think a lot of people get at their job where they just... I think this is the Everything. role. Of, this is the role of a good Toby or Holly. Yeah. To kind of vent. I mean, Toby even said in the one episode previously, uh, he has a standing four o'clock appointment on Fridays with Dwight, where Dwight comes in and vents about Jim and shit like yeah. that. Like that, that. That's what Michael is using Wallace for right now, and he says that he has sacrificed a lot for this company. And Wallace goes, "I know, Michael." <laughs> Michael's a family. I put off starting a family. And He's Wall- like, "We never asked you to do that." Yeah, Wallace's like, "I didn't ask you to do that." He goes, "Hang gliding." I never drove my car to the top of Mount Washington. <laughs> and Wallace is just like absorbing this. Yep. So Charles is leaving now, Scranton. He says goodbye to everybody. And Jim says, oh, see ya. And he ignores him. Go straight. Jim says him. it again louder. Goodbye. He, he ignores it. Yeah. He yells goodbye. And Miner just never acknowledges Jim. So, of course, Jim again feels like an asshole. Yep. So we see Kelly in the break room. She's like putting on makeup, talking about how he's going to buy her prime rib tonight. Yeah, I'm going to get him to buy me prime rib. Our kids go through some obstacles being half Indian and half black, but... It'd be totally worth it. Yeah. So like, then Phyllis is like, I think he left. <laughs> so Kelly storms out. She runs like, ah! Outside. Yeah. And she runs into the parking lot where it's pouring rain. And as she goes outside, we hear Angela at the other end of the parking lot. Charles! Charles! She has his scarf. Oh my God. Which she must have stole. Had to have. Yes. And her makeup is running. They're both like wet cats at this yeah. point. And like Kelly starts chasing Angela. And so we get a talking head of Angela where she says, He's a sophisticated man. He doesn't need to go dumpster diving for companionship. While her fucking eye makeup oh, is Oh, yeah. Wet, she's a mess. She's disgusted. She licks cats. <laughs> lest we forget. So... We go back to New York where Michael says after 15 years, it's wrong for him to have to drive to New York to talk to Wallace. And this whole system is fucked up. Yeah. He and bought the figs for his party already. <laughs> the figs. And that's when Wallace says, okay, you know, Mike, we'll move some money around. We'll put we'll put on your party. I will personally attend. Like, we'll do this. Yeah. So he puts out his hand. Michael shakes his hand. And he says, I quit. Yeah. And he stands up. He Mike, goes, drop. And he goes to the door and he says... You have no idea how high I can fly. I love which it. Which sounds like something Princess Unicorn would say. Yep. And My he take- horn can pierce the sky. <laughs> and he takes off. And that is your episode. Yeah, guys. So what did you give this one? I gave this one a 4.0. I laughed a lot. Right, I gave it a 3.9. We're on okay. the same page. So I laughed a lot in this what episode. What did you like most about this episode? Um, I like that. Okay, so I love Jim. I, I love when Jim gets to eat shit, though. I love Jim, <laughs> but I also think... 
not everybody is liked by everyone, oh, and it's yeah. time that Jim gets a taste of his own medicine. That's right. He's but, not he's not Charles Charles Miner's cup of coffee. But it's just like the way he's able to easily charm everybody, but Charles just sees right through because it. Because he's a more masculine and handsome man. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> Jim is Jim is the stud of the office, but then Charles Miner walks in. Yeah. And Jim looks like he looks like four day old coffee cake next to like a beautiful Aww. fresh baked Danish. I don't know about that. <laughs> Poor John Krasinski. Just saying. But, I'm just saying, like but, OJ. Like I loved how Michael's like, "You're not from paper." He's a steel man. Yeah, he takes it all personally. Yeah. Like this outsider came in and is going to tell him how to do his job. Yeah, a guy who wasn't previously with the company. Like this is one of the rare times where I could say that Michael is logical in a way. In a way, I don't know if quitting your job. He doesn't handle it the best way. He handles yeah. it like a child, like when he is doing the. I know you are, but what yeah. am I shit with minor? Um, but. That what what is driving him? What is driving him himself. is logical. Yeah, and he's I, standing up for himself because he's not being respected at his job, which he is single-handedly like keeping open yeah. essentially. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. And especially they got the big thing from uh, the Blue Cross Blue Shield yeah. or whatever that we covered in the last ep. And you know the thing I love about the final scene in the office is that Wallace is doing what has always worked, where he's giving Michael what he wants and kind of treating him... In the him, litigation. Yeah. He's everything. He's like patting him on the head. Like he's yeah. giving Michael, he's giving him that positive reinforcement that Michael has always thrived Craved, on. yeah. But it's gotten to the point now where Michael... He knows it, he it never, deserves better. It never, well, it never... How do I put this? It never got to Scranton. Is basically it. That was always his domain where he, like, they'd come in and slap his wrist every once in a while or, like, tell him yeah. something. But, like, a guy came in, took over, was doing his job for him. And he that he saw that as a show of disrespect. Yeah. And it was to an extent because, like I said, this is the guy that they've propped up. Wallace had him come to New York to pick his brain. He had yeah. him do the lecture circuit. They got the huge accounts and everything yeah. like that. So he says, like, I'm not doing anything wrong. This whole season has been Michael... Coming, doing Michael everything wrong. Money moves. He's man. he's the he's the fucking poster guy for someone who does everything wrong or like the way you don't want them to do it, but they end up getting doing it you right got in lucky, the end. Yeah, not even lucky, but just it turns out well. Yeah, and like that's been this whole season with Michael, and he's just pretty much being treated like a doormat now. Because th- let's be honest, whereas Wallace kind of treats him with kid gloves like he knows what he has. Yeah. Minor doesn't know who he com- who he is, comes in there and he's like he's condescending. Yep. He's rude to him. He he's like you're a simpleton, like I'm going to do this job for you and Michael's just like, "You know what? Fuck, Fuck it. you." Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And that that's what I, I like most Michael for doing it. Yeah, that's what I like most about this episode is that cuz the whole Scott character, I know like we waffle back and forth where we're like this is a like he's a too stretch. much. He's absurd. Like yeah. this is like and it's not even just the cringy stuff. It's just like how it's presented, yeah, and how like he is as a human. But like then you get glimmers like this where you're like, yeah, he's like a standard guy. He's yeah. a normal person who would not take this, and who would go to the higher up and say like, this is bullshit. Fuck you. It's it's what we always want to do. It's why Stone Cold Steve Austin was so popular. He beat the <laughs> fuck out of his boss, gave him middle fingers, kicked him in the nuts. It, Michael's doing it verbally though. But I like like Michael is still respectful enough though. Like he shook his shook hand. Shook his hand. And he's just he like just, I quit. Yeah, he wasn't. He like, did. This isn't enough for me anymore. He, yeah, he didn't act the way because again he could have just because been like, because Wallace has respected him and like you said the litigation that what was that the deposition the deposition where Wallace yeah. said he was a nice guy and that like so 
the way Michael acted with Minor, where he's throwing furniture, yeah. being an asshole, like crying almost and calling him names and yeah. repeating them. Like with Wallace, he was much more respectful in that, mm-hmm. which you would like. That is something humans do. Yeah. Because you get what you give, essentially. Exactly. And, like, the Michael Scott character in this episode is a perfect microcosm of that. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. This is going to be What do you got to say? You got anything else to say? No, man. I mean, I, I thought it was funny, and you made some really good points about Michael's overall character. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be interesting where we go from here. Yeah, I don't know where it goes, but... I I, th- well, I remember one scene, and I don't know if it's the next episode or one. All I remember is that they're interviewing people, and Michael is sitting on the couch, and a guy <laughs> says to him, like, oh, in this economic climate, it's hard to get a job. And, like, it sinks in for Michael, like, wait, oh, I can't fuck. just walk into a job. <laughs> like, that's the only thing I remember about, I think, well, I think this probably is the next what, five like 2008? seasons. This is nine, I think. I think we're in yeah, nine now. So, yeah, we're deep into the recession at this point. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, guys, that's all for us. Before I tell you what we have next week, I'm going to put us over one more time. Yeesh. Reach out to us on Twitter at Podcast. Catch us on uh, the Jenny Position feed. Or you can catch us on Podbean, Anchor, Spotify. All Google Podcasts. Yeah, all of those different platforms. And reach out to us via email at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. Thank you again, guys, for always sharing and listening uh, listening to us. Next week, you have Season 5, Episode 21, Two Weeks, and Episode 22, Dream Team, coming at ya. Thanks again, guys. See you on the next one.